And she can take that moment of orgasm and she can expand that and ride that moment of orgasm and stay in that peak of climax. Instead of for just a fleeting moment, she can be in that for a long time. But then Mm. he knows, he can feel, I've got to give her a break, let her come back down a little bit and then take her up even higher. Welcome to the Abundant Couples Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Matt. And we're here to help you, awesome growth-minded human, create the most flourishing relationship that you know is possible. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics of relationship, intimacy, and lifestyle freedom. We believe that a great relationship is fuel for everything else in your life. So let's jump in and get fueled up. We had so much fun recording this interview with Susan Bratton. Yeah, it was a blast. We learned a lot and she was a lot of fun to to talk with. Yeah, she really knows her stuff. So there's lots of juicy details in this episode. Yeah, we talked about how to be sexual soulmates with the six essentials for connected sex. And Susan Bratton, she is the intimacy expert to millions. She is a champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion their whole life long. She is co-founder and CEO of two corporations, Personal Life Media Inc., a publisher of heart-connected, love-making techniques and bedroom communication skills, and The 20 LLC, a manufacturer of organic and botanical supplements that enhance sexual vitality. She's also a best-selling author and publisher of 34 books, which is crazy, and a whole bunch of programs. And she's been featured in the New York Times and on CNBC, the Today Show, as well as frequent appearances on ABC, CBS, the CW, Fox, and NBC. Whoa. We covered so much ground in this episode. Yeah, including the difference between having sex and making love and in a heart-connected, passionate way. We talked about polarity, embodying the masculine and the feminine traits. The power of presence and becoming one, one through yeah. sex, having those transcendent spiritual type of sexual experiences. So really just a lot of sexy sex education. Get ready to be schooled. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to be talking to you today. (laughs) Me too. Thank you so much for having me on. I love your show. I was just listening to your conversation about how to talk about your sex life with all your prompts and your NVC. And that was a great episode. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. we've been listening to some of your things as well and also reading (laughs) some of your books. We've been practicing some of the things. Results have been good so far. So what have you been practicing? Well, we were practicing the um, the sexual soulmate practices, right? The Mm -hmm. soulmate embrace. Oh, great. And the lover space and just that whole like process of creating a safe space, Mm -hmm. getting relaxed and talking, getting really yeah. comfortable, like guiding each other. And yeah, it's Great. been fun. I'm so happy. Yeah, that's those are a couple of the soulmate embrace and the sexual soulmate pact are things I definitely want to talk about today from the whole construct of sexual soulmates, because I think those are those are some things that people just we just didn't we, no one ever told us. Oh, yeah. You know, no one ever told us how to do it. And they're so simple and so powerful. 
That's what I love. I like little hinges that swing big doors. I like, you know, almost like sex tricks, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the level of ease I want it to be. Like I heard it, I did it, it worked. That's where I, that's the place I like to play because when you're trying to gain someone's trust as an intimacy expert, you have to give them an early win. And then when they have an early win, they're like, oh, okay, so that worked. What else does she have that might work? And oh my God, do I have other stuff? You know, I've got so many sex techniques. So (laughs) that's definitely very important to me that it's easy to try and easy to have success. Yeah. And you're so right. We aren't taught about these things. Yeah. You know, it's just it's never part of our curriculum in school other than, you know, just basic anatomy. Most of us don't get much information from our parents or anywhere else. So that's why we're so grateful for what you do, sharing all this wonderful information, because, (laughs) I mean, sex is such an important part of life. It's how we all got here. Yes. Yeah. I think it's really the foundation for a great relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, there are when you're a sex expert, you're always thinking about people on a bell curve, right? That's sex is a distributed bell curve, no matter what you're talking about, whether people like to talk dirty or how many orgasms they can have or how much sex they want or anything where they are in their gender expression. It's always a bell curve. And there are people that I can't necessarily help because they're not sexual. So I focus on the people who believe that their sexuality is part of their life, their personal growth, their development. Sex is important to them. They want to be good in bed. They want to have ecstatic experiences. They want it to be a solid foundation in their relationship. And it's important to them. And what I've actually found is that it's if you take 100 people, there's only about 15 people that really want to work mm-hmm. on having super hot fantastic, mind-blowing, deeply intimate, ecstatic sexual experiences. 15 out of 100. It's actually a fairly small number. You'd think that sex, we're such a sex-driven, you know, culture in some ways, but actually most of what happens in culture is the tamping down of our sexuality, the shaming of our sexuality. And I know the two of you talk about that a lot on your show, and we don't need to dive into that because we're going to keep it on the up, right? Yeah. But <laughs> but it is um, most definitely when I wrote Sexual Soulmates, it was for those couples and singles who said, if, if my sex life isn't great, my relationship's not great. So how do I make my sex life even better? What are the, what are the fundamental tenets of an incredibly good sex life? And that's what Sexual Soulmates is really about. The six essentials for connected sex is really what I've learned in the last 15 years, helping transform people's concept of sex from having sex into making love. Heart-connected, passionate lovemaking. That's really my brand, my flavor. What do you need to know to have that? That's the piece that I really want to talk to you about today. Amazing. And we're excited to dive in because you know, sex really is for us. So such an important part of our relationship. And you mentioned about personal growth. And we find like, 
we're personal growth junkies. We yeah. love to learn. I we're, can tell. We're lifelong learners. Yeah. So, and we found that sex has been one of our best, if not the best, mm-hmm. personal growth tool. Yeah. So, yeah, because it's edgy. It pushes yeah. your, it pushes all your buttons somewhere yeah. along the line. You know, it really matures you as a couple when you can talk about your sexuality. It's funny. There's two things I was I wanted to tell you because you know I was listening to quite a few of your shows. One is that I wrote a book called Dirty Talk. Mm. Mm. You talked a lot in a recent episode about the importance of having conversations about sex. And one of the things we're not taught is pillow talk, sexy talk, sensual talk, sexual gratitude, sexual appreciation. Um, There are a lot of ways to, quote unquote, talk dirty. And I don't even like the word dirty talk because it's not dirty. Good bedroom sexy conversation is about fantasy. It's about uh, noticing what's going on and where your turn on is coming from. It's about the adoration of your lover, uh, the adoration of their genitals, the adoration of the pleasure that you have. There's so many better things than the dirty talk that people associate with what I think most people associate it with is pornography. Mm. And I like to be at the, the antidote to pornography. So I wanted to, I'll make sure and send you a copy of Dirty Talk. It's free. You can download it actually at dirtytalkbook.com. Because about a third of us are very oral, auditory in our theta state, which is the brainwave state of orgasm. And if we're with a partner that doesn't really feel comfortable moaning or talking or expressing themselves verbally, you're you're starved for that. There are some people for whom they can't even have an orgasm unless they hear you moaning. Mm-hmm. I call that the tuning fork technique. When mm-hmm. when what you're doing is resonating with your lover so much, it's like pushing them over into more pleasure from the sounds that you're making or from the way that you're expressing your desire. And and that really is so important. And so because you have such a solid foundation in communication, I wanted to mention that Dirty Talk book to you. Yeah, amazing. We'll definitely be checking that out. We found like sounding, even if, even regardless of the words that you're saying, even Mm -hmm. just just making sound helps us feel more connected. Like you said, like the tuning fork, I think finding that resonance, like there's really times where you just like really get in harmony with those, those sounds in it. Yeah, really, really makes it builds on itself. It amplifies Mm. the pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Verbal, auditory is a fantastic pathway to amplification. And there was Mm. another thing that you said somewhere along the line, which I loved because my husband and I do the same thing. You talked about how it's the two of you on the same team Mm. working toward your turn on. My husband and I call my husband is my husband's name is Tim and I've been with him for 30 years now. Oh, amazing. This amazing. year is 30 years. Congratulations. Congrats. And our sex well it was funny because this is the second time recently we both fell asleep halfway through having sex. <laughs> we, we rested for a minute and <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens 30 years in, you know, you end up falling. <laughs> <laughs> but we we call ourselves team sweetie. 
And one of the things that, that is so difficult for the masculine and feminine in sexual relationship is that we women have this 28-day cycle, even after menopause, we have this 28-day cycle where we've got this, you know, five-day horny window during, you know, around our, leading up to and around ovulation, but we could be talked into having a great lovemaking session if our partner would just come get us and get us there. Mm-hmm. And often the mass masculine is afraid to, he, he's afraid to foot, push himself on us, mm-hmm. but that's not really what he's doing. If his mindset is, oh, I've got it. I'm turned on. I've got to turn around and come back and get you and get you into your desire and turn on because after it's all said and done, you say, oh, thank you so much. Yes, I actually did want to have sex. It did feel good. Thank you for getting me going. You know, that's the initiation piece of it, that sometimes guys end up really feeling like, I always have to do all the work. I always have to do the initiation. She's never asking me for sex. And then they get into a victimhood mentality. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we're just never quite, there's, a ve- there's very few times we're as turned on as they are from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And so when when a couple understands that the dyna- that there's nothing wrong with her and there's nothing wrong with him, that's the masculine and feminine, and he's got to carry the burden of getting her over the line and to turn on, and that he's just, that's the heavy lifting the masculine does, and the feminine is truly appreciative of it, that makes a big difference for couples when they can get over the victimhood and the guilt and, oh, I wish I was more turned on and I'm not, I'm not turned on, turn me on. I'm always up to get turned on. Help me, (laughs) help me get there, daddy. I want to go with you, but I ain't there yet. And that has really helped my relationship with my husband because now he doesn't feel like he's making me want it. He's just getting me there. And I think that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an amazing distinction. Yeah, I know early on in our relationship, we probably fell into those patterns. And uh, yeah, when you, when you really put it like that, it's, coming from a more heart-centered space rather than up in the mind trying to you know figure things out it's let's let's connect when you're doing me the favor of moving me toward more pleasure Mm. that's seduction and Mm. women really need to be seduced by our our champions, our warriors, our goddess our gods of love you know we Mm. just we need you to get us there. And when you, when you just put it in that frame, it goes from, I'm forcing you into doing something you don't want to, I'm helping you get where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I definitely used to have this sense of like, oh, there must be something wrong if I don't want to, you know? No, nothing and, wrong. Yeah. And then I realized like, oh no, this is perfect. And that's just, you know, we need it slow. We need, yeah. we need lots of time to warm yeah. up <laughs> and, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. That's perfect. That's how we're built. Yeah. You know, if you look at, I, I want to show you something. I have uh, some new uh, images and I know we're going to take some clips and use this um, video. Yeah. So I'll, I'll show these to you. This is the masculine. So this is the penis and this is what it looks like inside. And yeah. he's got these wonderful straight shoots of erectile tissue in his penis and he's got the benefit of hemodynamics and hemodynamics fills that all in fills his penis in and gets it hard really really fast where if you look at the female vulva it looks like this 
So you're, you're used to what it looks like on the outside, but if you peel, peel away the skin and you look at what's underneath, that's our erectile tissue. That's the clitoral head or glands, they call it the shaft, the arms, the legs, the urethral sponge, also erroneously called a G spot. It's not a spot. It's a long tube of erectile tissue. The perineal sponge is down here. Our vaginal openings and vaginas are completely embraced with erectile tissue, but we don't have that rapid filling of the tissue with blood flow. Our blood flow takes a while to come in. And that's why we need that long, slow working from the outside in, full body warm up, lots of blood flow, lots of kissing, lots of breast play before we get to the yoni and then yoni massage and then oral pleasuring and then penetration. Mm-hmm. And so it's difficult because men are testosterone dominant. So they, they're way more horny than us all the time. <laughs> they get hard, super fast compared to us and ready to go. And so once guys understand, oh, I see, she doesn't have hemodynamics or testosterone. I've got that. Oh, that is, then it is my job to help her get the blood flow going, get the turn on going. And once that's kind of taken care of, and you're on the same team like you two are, and you know what your roles are. My role is to surrender to pleasure and to mm. bring my turn on to you. My role is to get you going and get help you get your body kickstarted into turn on. It just increases and taking away the goal of intercourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really enjoying just genital massage, oral pleasuring, and then seeing if you want more. Always seeing if you want more rather than assuming it's always going to end up at sex because that creates, and you've talked about this on your show too, performance anxiety, mm-hmm. pressure. Yeah. Pressure is the death knell for desire. It just brings it all down flat when there's pressure. So the, 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 the non-attachment to an outcome And the loving of whatever closeness you had, you know, last night when my husband actually gave me a yoni massage and then he gave me a foot rub. I had not had a foot rub in so long and it felt so delicious. And I was completely relaxed (laughs) after he did it. And I think that's why we dripped it off. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful. It was super sweet. They say that the foot, that the sensations of the foot are registered in the brain right next to the sensations of the clitoral structure. Interesting. I know. And I really do think that the the foot rob is is just a, a wonderful foreplay technique. Yeah. Actually, we've women. been doing foot rubs almost every night for the last oh my gosh. couple of months, I think. And we've yeah. become hooked on foot rubs. We like we'll just lay on the couch um, across from each other and each massage uh-huh. one foot at the same time and then, yeah. and then switch. So it's really nice. Mutual foot rubbing. Yeah. Kind of like mutual masturbation, yeah. starting at the bottom and working your way up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about these roles, the masculine and feminine, and um, how, what do you see as like how we embody these roles in the bedroom and how we embody them out of the bedroom in our life and how these correlate, how one helps the other? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because one of the programs that that I've written is called Revive Her Drive, how to get your wife or girlfriend to want you for sex again. And the again is a really important, you know, kind of modifier on that sentence, because if she never wanted you and you got married to someone and the sex was never good, I can't help you. 
Mm. Like there's some fundamental, that's where you got to go to a therapist because there's something that's wrong. But if you used to have good sex and it waned, then this is the program for him to understand what he needs to do to get her turned on again. A lot of the stuff that I've been saying, you know, working from the outside in, understanding she's slower to turn on, understanding he's got the drive that he needs to bring that into and help her get up. And, you know, a million little things like that, that he's like, oh, shit, I just didn't know. You know, I was just taking it all personally. (laughs) Um, And I know you talked about that, too, how you used to take it personally at first, you know, and you felt it was rejection. I mean, that is just classic common, you know, of course, why wouldn't you take it personally? Of course you would take it personally unless you knew the things that you didn't know that no one told you. So in Revive Her Drive, it's interesting because... There are four elements of revival. And actually, anyone who's listening and wants to go check it out, it's at reviveherdrive.com. And there are three free reports, including the 21 deadly mistakes you may be making that will kill her sex drive. Guys inadvertently shut their woman down Mm. and then they wonder why she doesn't want them. And so that, I think, in and of itself is a free report that's very good. The four elements of revival are interesting because what happens is guys buy that program. I'm going to revive her drive, trying to fix her. (laughs) And that because that, you know, that's that's the mentality. She's broken because she doesn't want sex. I want sex. Sex feels good. What the hell's wrong with her? I got to fix her. Mm -hmm. But then they email me and they say, oh, you're tricky, Susan. (laughs) You are tricky. Because what I really realized was that I was... Yes, I stopped romancing her because I was pissed off at her, you know, so yes, I started fixing that. And and yes, I, I didn't understand how to seduce her. So thank you for helping me understand how seduction really works. But what I didn't realize was that polarity, I had given up my masculine sexual leadership. We have ended up being platonic. My wife manages the budget and she runs the calendar and she runs the house. And when I get home, I'm basically under her, you know, management and I've forfeited my sexual masculinity. And so what I realized was that it was actually me. It was the polarity issue. I wasn't creating the magnetism of the masculine feminine. I had just kind of caved into this you know, best friend role because A, I didn't understand how to seduce her. B, I'd stopped romancing her and C, I wasn't bringing it in the bedroom. And one of the things that guys really have to worry about, and it's interesting because most of the men who buy that program, they buy it because they buy it in their, you know, 40, 50, 60, even 70 years old. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of men understand that when you get married and you have children, the children just like screw up your sex life. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to moan out loud in the house when the kids are around. They're constantly hammering down the door. They're always in your damn bed. You know, you don't have enough sleep. I mean, you know, you're just so big. And so they, they kind of put their sex life on ice rather than developing their sex life the entire time, finding Mm. ways to still keep it hot and sexy. They just give it up because she's too tired. The kids are driving her crazy. She doesn't feel pretty, et cetera. And they think when the kids go off to college, we're going to have a great sex life. Mm. And then when the kids go off to college, she says, I want a divorce. And they're completely like deer in the headlights, blindsided by this because they were just postponing their pleasure. Mm. And they didn't realize that they'd forfeited their opportunity with her by not continuing to bring it. So I thought that was, that's very, very common. And when they, when they purchase the program and they realize, oh, I just gave up my masculinity. 
shit, can I get this back? You know, how can I rewind and do this? And that's when I teach them how to show up as the man in the bedroom. What do you need to do to be the masculine? But what's interesting is that I equally teach women how to ravish their man, how to take control, how to own their turn on, how to bring their desire in the bedroom. Because it's great if you have the dynamic, let's just say it's good, if you have the dynamic that is the masculine and feminine and you're the feminine and he's the masculine and he's really bringing his, you know, masculine energy and you're surrendering to your femininity and, you know, all of that is flowing. But what's even better is being a switch. Mm -hmm. And a switch is when you know how to run your man's bedroom game, when he can surrender to his pleasure and completely let go and you know how to bring it. And so I also have a program for women that's called How to Ravish Him with Feminine Dominance because mm -hmm. he wants to surrender sometimes. He wants to see your ruthless sexual self-expression manifest in desire for him. And he wants to let go and just let you pleasure him. So um, I think that the masculine feminine can run both ways. Mm -hmm. And that feminine doesn't necessarily just mean um, passi passivity. Mm -hmm. It means receiving. And, and that brings me actually to the six essentials for connected sex, the sexual soul, soulmates piece, because one, the number one of the six essentials is presence. Mm, yeah. And for many men, one of the issues they struggle with, and rightly so, rightly so, I think this must be the one of the most there are two things that I think are the most difficult things in masculine sexuality. And one is lasting long enough mm -hmm. for many, many men, except for the guys on the other end of the spectrum who have delayed ejaculation and they can never quite achieve climax. And that's a different thing. And it's often more in older men with sensitivity loss, which can be reversed, thank God. But men struggle with the, the you know, holding themselves back so it doesn't feel too good. So they can make it last long enough. And when they hold back, they are doing things in their mind to tamp down their desire so that they don't, you know, end the experience by ejaculating. And the problem with that is that then they are in their heads, like thinking about, you know, math calculations or baseball <laughs> stats or, uh, you know, roadkill, I've heard them say, or their granny's underwear hanging oh, no. on the, you know, clips on the line outside the big white granny underwear or whatever to bring themselves down. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is when they bring themselves down, she knows the minute they're gone, go back yeah. to the tuning fork, right? As soon as he stops resonating with her, as soon as he's not present with her yeah. and he's in the back, you know, in the past, remembering when he came too fast, or in the future, you know, in the future, catastrophizing about coming too fast, or whatever mm -hmm. he's doing, that brings her down too. That tuning fork vibration goes down, and the other piece of it is that he his job is so that's hard for him, and his job is to run the bedroom game, to be the masculine sexual leader, to come come her like crazy. <laughs> and to do that, he has to have a game plan. Mm -hmm. 
So how does he balance the game plan of making sure he's delivering with being totally present and connected with her? Matt had that question last night, actually. Oh, he's really? like, I want to like follow this, you know, this process, right? I know this process is important. So how do I like keep these steps in mind without thinking about the steps? Yeah. Yeah. And a part of that is just practice makes perfect. Yeah. Um, the more that you hone your sexual skills, the more that you are able to be present because presence is a mindfulness mm -hmm. practice. Yeah. Presence is not I'm present. Presence is I keep bringing myself back to presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's becoming aware that you're not present and reconnecting with your partner. It's always that reconnection. Yeah. And and that's another piece of it. And then I'd say the third piece of it is just the limbic connection, the physical connection mm. where you feel her and she feels you and she feels you feeling her and you feel her feeling you. Yeah. That's another level up hmm. of distinction, which I know you guys can track because you track NVC and all kinds of distinctions. You, you're, you two are very good at distinctions. Mm -hmm. You're very good at them. Both of you are. Uh, much more so than most people. You have an eye for distinctions, which is great. And I think that's one of the things that makes your show very good. So that distinction of feeling each other and that circuit of limbic connection where you're not two separate people, you've become one nervous system. Mm -hmm. And where he's actually, when he's in charge, taken over your nervous system and he's dialed into your nervous system nervous system to the point where he's just making you come and come and come because he understands how to take you up and then give you a little break that's called peaking mm. the nervous system needs a break and when a man gets very good at coming his woman he is very good at getting her up and then giving her body a moment to recover and then taking her up again and taking her up and expanding when she can settle into the sensation and she can take that moment of orgasm and she can expand that and ride that moment of orgasm and stay in that peak of climax instead of for just a fleeting moment she can be in that for a long time but then mm. he knows he can feel i've got to give her a break let her come back down a little bit and then take her up even higher. The stair stepping of the nervous system and him locking into you limbically and you communicating through your body, through your voice, through your, your, all the biofeedback mm. is really important. That gets you to new levels of ecstatic states together. And it melds that notion of presence as well as leadership. Mm -hmm. Do you feel it? Do you feel yeah. that subtleness of that? Totally. And I noticed that I love how you talked about like the masculine taking over the nervous mm -hmm. system for us yeah. both. And I've, yeah. I definitely feel that experience where it's like, I can forget that I have a body now. Like yeah. I can just like not have a body anymore and just be totally in the like 
the sensation, but not as part of my body, if that makes sense. It, it does. Yeah. It's like the sensation is my whole experience rather than as yeah. located in my body. And I'm just like in my heart and in my sensation. And yeah. I feel that I'm held in his container of presence. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, I think that's so powerful. And I think that's what, that's that sweet spot of like transformation, right? Where you can just totally let go and shed anything that needs to be shed. And, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. <laughs> yeah. And, and it becomes transcendental. Yeah. The, you know, a lot of people talk about spiritual sexuality. And when you, when you write a book called Sexual Soulmates, which is the book we're really talking about here on the show today, we're talking about the six essentials of connected sex. Um, there's a couple things I want to say about that. And one is that sexuality can be an, as you said, an out of body transcendental experience. And when you get to the point where you're having 15, the 15 kinds of orgasms that men and women can have, you know, there, and and by the way, one of those is, is wild card. (laughs) It's infinite. The amount of orgasmic pleasure that can be generated and or co-created from a human body. And one of those is this really heady, expanded, orgasmic state of conjoined. It's a conjoined trance state. Mm. It's a theta brain wave state where you come together. And he is, in this case, we'll just say he's leading you. You could lead him too. But he's leading you. He's got you. You're just flowing with the sensations that he's delivering and you're playing off of each other, but it's so expanded that you're actually feeling like you have stepped off of the cliff of terra firma into (laughs) a black void of consciousness. And you two can journey together and you can connect with source, Mm -hmm. with Gaia, with all living things, all things, all consciousness through your lovemaking. And that's the spiritual sexuality that can happen when two lovers can get really good at going way out into orgasmic pleasure together. It's just unbelievable how much um, connection to source can happen through sexual ecstatic conjoined trance pleasuring states. Yeah. 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 Amen. (laughs) Yeah. We've definitely had those experiences and it's the kind of thing afterward, the first time afterward, I just wanted to like get up on a rooftop and shout to everyone. Did you know this is possible? Like (laughs) the potential inside your body is unlimited. Like, yeah, we're both feeling it for days after, like we felt high out of our mind. Like it felt like we had taken drugs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They were just called neurotransmitters. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. What is that experience that happens in the brain is so interesting. Like it's the best drug, I think. Yeah. yeah. There's some good drugs out there though. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good entheogens and, um, you know, journeying experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them can be great together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, entheogens and sexuality are also a, a very heady mixture, but it's yeah. good to not start there. Yeah. A lot of people start with let's take mushrooms and fuck, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's like, mm, maybe you should get good at, actually making love first before you start dumping in the drugs. 
but they can improve the expansionary potential of that conjoined trance that happens in orgasm. Yeah, it just so, helps you get beyond the body that much more, right? Let let your mind go that much more. Yeah, there's ever ever if ever opening expansion of sexuality and it never ends. One of the things I can tell you is that your sex life will keep getting better as you age, as long as you take care of your body. It can't, you know, it's interesting. My, my, I have a, what I consider to be like the little stool on which my, my, my brand, my reputation, my work sits. Hmm. One leg is sex techniques, which we talk a lot about. And I've written 40, 40 sex techniques. I've created 40 different sex techniques, so many sex techniques. And then the second one is bedroom communication skills, of which the sexual soulmate pact, which I really want to talk about, is, and maybe we should go there next, sexual soulmate pact, um, the communication, bedroom communication, because you can have all the skills in the world, but if you can't talk to each other, they are Mm. useless. So, you know, it's that those really are two sides of the same coin, but the coin is your sexual health, is your health And there are two sides of that coin. One side is health. The other side is your libido, your desire, your arousal, your ability to feel the sensation, to connect, to have the energy for sex, to want sex, to be expressed, to to orgasm well, you know, and all that takes health. Mm -hmm. So health is the third leg of a great sexual stool. And what's great is that I'm actually an expert in sexual regenerative techniques, Mm -hmm. things like Gaines waves and P shots and O shots and the Phoenix Pro and uh, you know all kinds of supplements. I, I actually run a supplement company in addition to my publishing company called Personal Life Media. My other company is called the Twenty, and it's a it's a supplement company, and I make libido vitamins and a blood flow supplement, an organic blood flow supplement, because remember when I showed you the penis and the vulva and how they have the same amount of erectile tissue mm-hmm. just in different places. Blood flow is, is, is so critical to good sex. A lot of times people think, oh, you know, my hormones, I've, you know, I, I just don't desire. Well, it's not really about your hormones unless there's painful sex for the woman when her estrogen dips and her tissue thins, then she can have painful sex. But that often can literally be fixed with a little estrogen and progesterone cream in the vagina and a good nitric oxide supplement because we need blood flow to our vagina to get it lubricated. And when our blood flow diminishes without the nitric oxide, which wanes just like our hormones, we don't get the blood flow that we need. So then we don't have the sensation. You know, if if we're not getting blood flow and everything's small, there's not much surface area. Mm. Once blood can come in and there's all this surface area, that's what sends all those pleasure signals to the brain right next to where the foot pleasure is. (laughs) And that helps people have better orgasms. So it really comes back to taking good care of your body and your genitals as you age to be the thing that is required for great sex your whole life. And if you do that, you can have better and better and better and better and better and better in sex your your whole life long. I have many customers who are in their 70s and 80s and a couple of customers in their 90s who are having great sex, the best Uh sex of their lives. That's great. That's going to be us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Better and better every year. You were saying the sexual soulmate pact. Yeah. Let's go there. 
Well, let's go there. So um, one of the things that I wanted to share was what are the six essentials to connected sex? And by the way, um, if you go to, uh, you can download the sexual, you can download sexual soulmates for free. You can buy it on Amazon, but why pay for it? I'll give you the PDF for free. Sexual soulmates, the whole book is at sexualsoulmatesbook.com. Sexualsoulmates with an S book. Dot com. And we'll link and that, it in the show notes. Great. That will give you all six, because we're not going to get to all six in a single conversation. And um, it's a nice little book that's really easy to download. And it's it's a fast read, but it's like all those little insights, boom, 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 which I, which I like about it. But let me tell you what the, the six are. So one is presence. And we talked a bit about that. The second is what I call lover space, which you two mentioned when we started the mm-hmm. show that the surroundings are especially important for feminine relaxation. Yeah. And arousal doesn't begin until a woman is relaxed. Mm-hmm. Relaxation is the foundation for arousal to build. When you try to get a woman turned on without first creating the comfort for her and the relaxation, she never gets into an orgasmic level of experience that she could had she simply had another 10 minutes of relaxation before you started. So lover space really helps that by creating a room and a location. Heck, it could be the backseat of your car if you've got a pillow and a blanket back there and some decent yeah. music on, you know, and it's not too cold, right? I mean, it can be anywhere. It's just that you have to have some attention to that because for the masculine being so testosterone dominant, he's just ready to drop trow and go much more, <laughs> sh- more so than she is. Yeah. Um, the next is the sexual soulmate pact, which we'll come back to. Then polarity, which we've talked about, the, 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 the magnetism of the masculine feminine, when there's that magnetism, that that's energy and momentum for turn on. Um, Embodied sexuality, which we started the show talking about, which was the auditory, Mm -hmm. the skin to skin, the looking each other in the eyes, conscious, heart-connected sexuality uses breath, eye connection, heart connection, full body touch. These are the kinds of things that often when a couple is simply using friction to basically masturbate with each other, they're not having that level of heart connection, eye contact, breath connection uh, that you get with this, what I would consider to be the sexual soulmate experience where you're Mm -hmm. just, you know, really falling into each other and the world goes away and time stands still. And the only thing that you're aware of is the moment by moment interplay of desire and turn on that you're co-creating and that you feel fully loved and fully connected and fully accepted and fully seen and fully desired together. Mm. And that I think is the embodiment piece that you go from friction to connection. Mm. Yeah. And then erotic play dates, which we can circle back to at the end if we have any time, but that's what keeps sex hot 
in mm. a monogamous relationship. It's the learning new skills that really make a difference, whether it's role plays, sex positions, new locations, lingerie, you know, um, sex techniques. I want to I want to do G-spot healing. I want to try female ejaculation. I want to become a multi-orgasmic man. I want to learn how to have an expanded orgasm practice. You know, these are just a couple of examples of the kinds of skills that couples can learn over time when they say every Thursday or twice this week, let's try new things. Let's try a new sex position. Let's bring it, let's get a new toy in the bedroom and play with that. When you're learning together, when you're beginning as beginners, then you get that new relationship energy and it continues in your relationship. Mm. So that's, that's really nice. So those are the six presence, lover space, the sexual soulmate pact, polarity, embodied sexuality, and erotic play dates. That's the sum total of how you have great, hot sex, your whole sex life. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And I love that uh, erotic play dates, like yeah. keeping it fresh, keeping it because even yeah. it helps to get rid of any expectation too, because you know we can have one really great experience. And if we don't try something new soon after, it's easy to fall into having expectation that we're going to reproduce that same experience. And that's, you know, it's like a fine line. You got to be careful of that <laughs> to not try to replicate something. And I think bringing in, uh, trying new things and just like staying curious really helps to keep each experience fresh, yeah. right? Yes, it definitely does. Plus, you just get better and better at bed together because you're learning yeah. new things and having crazy experiences. I mean, if sex isn't fun, why why bother? Yeah. You know, you've got to have fun. So doing yeah. silly, zany things and trying stuff, you know, is, is great. Um, my husband tries a lot of stuff on me. And every once in a while, I'm like, what is that? I don't like that. And he goes, I'm just trying new stuff. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I didn't like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like don't don't get mad at me i was just trying something new <laughs> yeah. yeah i think that's so important like you said to have that that curious um playfulness to it and be okay with hey this this feels good this doesn't have that that open communication just being on that that same team there and with the beginner's mindset too right mm -hmm. where it's like yeah we even if we're years and years, decades even into this journey together, there's still new things to discover. There's still new things to explore. We're still going to like totally miss the mark sometimes. And all of that's perfect. <laughs> exactly. That's so true. Um, and, and it's funny too, because with the sexual soulmate pact, which is this communication technique, um, it gives you the confidence to say, you know, I don't, I didn't really like that. That don't do that. That I don't like that or harder or softer or higher or lower. Or now I, I changed my mind and I, I don't want this. I need you to do that or whatever it is midway. Um, for a lot of couples, the number one thing that holds them back from having super hot, great sex isn't the skills and techniques. It's, it's the communication. Hmm. And the problem is that for a lot of the feminine, we're afraid to hurt our male body partner's ego. Oh, I, I, you know, I don't want to correct him because he goes, he gets all bummed out and, you know, he takes it personally. So I just suffer or, you know, uh, I don't know what I want. So mm -hmm. I can't really ask for something or I can't tell him what I don't like because I don't know what to tell him I do like. That's very, very common. Yeah, we haven't been taught to know what we want. 
but you do. And here's the answer. So part of the sexual soulmate pact, and, and this is at, you can download just the sexual soulmate pact. I, I blow it into a, a little bit more of a, a, a technique. I've taken it out of the book and made a separate technique called sexual soulmate pact at sexualsoulmatepact.com. And that technique has a couple of pieces to it. And one of them is that we all have innate body wisdom. Our body mm -hmm. is always telling us what it wants. We aren't listening. Yeah. And it's equally the same for all people across the gender spectrum. But I often am talking to women about this because women are the ones that struggle with it more. Because women are estrogen dominant, they are, estrogen is like a worry wart molecule. It's the hormone of worry. It's, it's an insecure hormone. It never feels quite safe. And it worries about everything. And it has its eye on a million things at once, which is why we need our testosterone dominant partners. And by the way, if you're with a same sex partner, and you're both estrogen dominant, one of you probably has a little bit more of the masculine in you, or you take turns doing that. So take everything that I say and know that it is available to you too. It's just that, you know, that big bell curve in the middle is mostly heterosexual monogamous couples. And so that's kind of, you know, who I generally speak to, but I'm open to supporting all people across the gender spectrum in every expression of that. And when the feminine says, you know, well, I don't know what I want. I say, your yoni knows what she wants. And by mm -hmm. yoni, I mean your vulva. It's a tantric sex word. Yoni and lingam is the vulva and the penis. And your yoni knows what she wants if you listen to her. She knows if she if you're going too fast, if you're not turned on, if the oil doesn't feel good, if the sheet is scratchy, if you really want more sensation and you're not getting enough. She knows. She knows when she's ready. She knows what she wants and she will tell you. The thing that I think women struggle with is that the yoni wants something different constantly. The yoni is not steady state. The yoni is feminine wild energy. The yoni is all over the map, just like the monkey mind of estrogen. And when, and this is what's confusing to our male bodied partners. It's like, well, she loved when I did that the last time and now it's not working at all. Why yes. is that? <laughs> well, she's on a 28 day cycle and he's on a daily cycle. Every morning he wakes up, testosterone is surging. He's got a heart on, he's ready to go, but she could be in different places in her cycle even after menopause. So what she wanted yesterday isn't what she wanted today. So how does he know what to do? She must tell him. But it's not her. It's not, you know, it's not Cassidy. It's not Susan. It's Cassidy's Yoni. It's Susan's Yoni. Mm. And we don't have any control over, that, yeah. over our Yonis. Our Yonis have a mind of their own. So the minute we listen to our Yoni mind and we use our Cassidy or Susan voice to speak for Yoni, yeah. <laughs> right? And, to, and, yeah. and clue our lover in. So Matt and Tim are like, oh, okay, so Yoni wants this now. Let's give it to her because she's a fussy little 
fiat, you know? (laughs) So if you give her what she wants, and instead of it being, oh, I'm not doing a good job, I didn't know what to do, I had to get directed, you're like, no, tell me what you want. Just report in from the animal that you live in. We We are animals, we live in an animal body, we're subject to our hormone fluctuations, how much sugar we've eaten, how much sleep we've gotten, et cetera, et cetera, all the stress we're under. So it's our job, and this is what I loved about the two of you, you're a team together. You work together to deal with the vagaries of living in animal bodies. (laughs) And when you're on that team together and you realize that what you're just doing is you're listening to your Yoni and giving her voice and communicating to Matt what it is that she wants so he can deliver that and do the great job he wants to do (laughs) he wants to give yoni incredible pleasure you know he's in service to the goddess Mm -hmm. and so when he takes that in as not failure but as feedback and he's hungry for it tell Mm -hmm. me more what else does yoni want oh how is yoni liking this you know and you don't have to use those words that's kind of nerdy but um (laughs) but the concept is that it's the two of you getting getting your body over the line into turn on and up the arousal ladder together. And that without that communication, you can't do it. And then the second piece of it, that's really interesting. You know, how I was talking about how orgasm is a theta state, a conjoined trance state, mm-hmm. just like meditation, only you're co-meditating in orgasm. Yeah. That's hot. First of all. Yeah. Um, just I like that. Take a moment. Oh, yeah. Co-meditating yeah. in orgasm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> take a moment for that. <laughs> Orgasmic meditation is the meditation that I do. And I do it with yeah. my husband. We orgasmically meditate together. We read that um, book, Orgasmic. Actually, what was it called? Was it called Slow, Slow Sex? Sex? That was yeah. the yeah. first book I yeah. think that we read on sexuality yeah. when uh-huh. we started getting curious. And we started practicing orgasmic meditation. Yes. Uh, orgasmic meditation is Nicole Daydone's version of doing deliberate orgasm, which was created mm-hmm. by Moore University in the 70s by Susie mm-hmm. and Victor Barranco. Mm-hmm. And it's a lineage. And I have a program called Expand Her Orgasm Tonight, which is that same concept. It's a clitoral stroking technique with um, an opening stroke three opening strokes, a bread and butter stroke, and a closing stroke. That's a clitoral stroking technique that allows a woman to get into those really expansive, long orgasms. And I've easily come for over an hour with that technique. And I've had that practice for 17 years with Tim. We had an orgasm, expanded orgasm date last night. First he did that and then he rubbed my feet and then we fell asleep. (laughs) 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 So the, the second piece of it is this idea that if you're in that state of mind, that theta brainwave state, then using your manners takes you out of it into Mm -hmm. your beta state. And so it breaks the trance. It breaks the orgasmic trance. So the sexual soulmate pact says, you're in it together. You're a team. You're reporting in from your animals. It, there's no such thing as failure. It's only feedback. Be hungry for feedback. But but for her, when she says what she needs, no manners. She mm-hmm. should not use manners because then she's got to get out of her trance state and like, honey, would you mind please? Like that's that takes you right out of orgasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead, it's just like blurt out what you want. But it's an... It's not a level playing field in that 
the masculine, whoever's in the role of the masculine in that particular case, when when they are when they get the feedback, their job is to actually say thank you, to acknowledge and encourage her to keep giving him the feedback. He must make her feel safe to do it. Mm-hmm. And the way to make her feel safe is to thank her for it so that she knows that he took it in and appreciated the feedback rather than contracted from the feedback. And women need that reassurance because we're constantly worried about upsetting our guy in the middle of sex. And so when he says, thank you, baby, I got it. How's this? Does this feel better? Higher still? Or did I get it? Whatever it is. Then she's like, oh, I didn't upset him when I told him. And then the more and more and more she does that, and the more and more and more he encourages her to do it, the better the communication gets, then the better the sex gets, and then the better the orgasms get, and then the better the relationship gets. So the sexual soulmate pact to me is literally the most fundamental thing that you could possibly learn about sex. It is the number one technique above all techniques because of that dynamic. That's amazing. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And it's like, I think beyond just what you're communicating, being tapping into what you want and being feeling safe to communicate that and then having it received is like, it's such a gift beyond just the pleasure aspect too, right? It's like, you can then feel like you can show up as your full self, every part of you, you know, and that be fully seen and fully loved. Right. So I know like that just carries out into the rest of your life and the rest of your relationship. So what are the two of you working on right now? What are you learning together right now in the bedroom? Hmm. Good question. Or what do you want to learn? What's on your mind? The thing we've been exploring most recently is probably like cervical orgasms. Uh We've had some beautiful experiences, but um, just a couple and we haven't um, been able to like make it a more regular part of our experience. So right now I think that's one of our bigger explorations is just finding that groove and continuing to open. Yeah. And by cervical orgasms, are you saying um, penetration, Mm -hmm. uh, intercourse, sex, where he's going very deep inside you? Is Mm -hmm. that? uh Yeah, right to the cervix. Yeah, Grinding it out. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Super fun. Yeah. 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 What else? Uh Actually, communication is something. Yeah, after listening and reading your... uh, your books there it was it was uh yeah something we're just like can't wait to implement this let's let's do this let's you know set the space let's have that communication yeah Yeah, we do a great job communicating in the rest of our life Mm -hmm. and we have had some communication in sex but it hasn't been like a totally um like a ingrained practice yet you know we're still in the um what conscious competence stage yep. where yep. we're still like yep. reminding ourselves. Oh yeah. Right. We, we got to talk. We got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's how you build muscle. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Got to practice. So you have unconscious competence. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. And that's, uh, that's a big part of how uh, the masculine can really learn to run the bedroom game as well as that unconscious competence just happens over time. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. And one other, okay, so one other thing related I wanted to ask about is the power of consistency. So we're talking about like, you know, the practice and getting to that unconscious competence where Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about these things. You can drop into the experience more. Um, So something like we practice daily intimacy. And for us, it feels like a powerful thing. Um, what do you think? Like, why is that? What is it about consistency that, you know, is so powerful or amplifies our experience like that? Oh, well, the intention mm. to make it so is a commitment to each other that is calming to you both, that mm. you know that you're going to be there for each other and that no one has to worry about starting something, that it's right. already happening. Um, also daily intimacy helps expand orgasmic potential because you're staying engorged. You're keeping the blood flow and the tissue plump. And so that's helping with orgasm. You know, it's, it's great to have sex once a week, but it's like starting over. There's more heavy lifting Mm. for the vulva when you have to get her completely back up into turn on again, where that's the same as having maybe like a 30 day masturbation challenge where a lot for a lot of women, I say, just use a vibrator every day and have an orgasm or as many as you want, because ultimately it's going to increase your ability to orgasm. It's going to expand your orgasmic potential. It's going to keep your genitals lubed up and turned on. And then you'll have better orgasms. And then every time you have sex with a partner during that 30 days, you're already kind of halfway there. Mm. And that makes a big difference, just that consistency. And then you're building on rather than starting over all the time. Yeah. I think totally. that makes sense. Amazing. Well, there's been so much great information Good. in this talk. It's been great. such a joy to Good. talk with you. And I hope we can explore some more of these conversations sometime because yeah. there's so much more I want to talk to you about. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about um, is... One thing I like to talk about are um, sex positions. Mm-hmm. Um, I have um, a book I wrote called Seven Stimulating Sex Positions that are my seven favorite positions and why. That's one thing I'd love to talk about sometime. And then another thing that I'd love to talk about are the 15 kinds of male and female orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, I call myself an orgasmonaut. I go yeah. to the far reaches of orgasmic pleasure out into that dark space where, you know, I remember I have a lot of mentors and Dr. Patty Taylor, who taught Tim and I our expanded orgasm practice. And then subsequently she wrote expand her orgasm tonight for me so that we would have the videos, the audios and the eBooks, 21 erotic play dates for couples to learn how to have the expanded orgasm practice, Mm. which is similar to the orgasmic meditation, but much more heart connected than orgasmic Mm. meditation. And uh, Patty, I I remember one time I was, I was really in this massively expanded orgasmic experience and I was really coming so long and hard and much. And I said, and and sometimes it would take me a day or two to like get back into my brain because I had come, yeah. I had come brain basically, yeah. and, you know, that happens yeah. to us experts, you know? And, um, I, I called her up and I was like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid because I'm so far out there 
what if I'm, what if I can't come back? What if I can't function? What if I can't regain my my sanity? (laughs) And she said, you can, you will step out, do Mm -hmm. it, go there and everything will be okay. It's safe out there. I know it feels really scary to step off the edge into the Mm -hmm. void, but you will touch source. You will touch God. You will go Mm -hmm. together and you will journey. And uh, even right now I'm telling you that, and I'm getting goosebumps. goosebumps Did you get goosebumps? Yeah. 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 God, Mm -hmm. I know. It's like, Mm -hmm. wow. I remember that I was about 42 years old when I did that. And uh, God, I can't believe it's been almost 20 years. And, uh, that you know, I was I was really late to my sexuality. I always wanted good sex, but I'd never even had an orgasm from intercourse until I was in my mid forties. I mean, it mm-hmm. just took me it took us a long time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we ended up starting Personal Life Media and getting going into teaching passionate lovemaking techniques because we thought, why doesn't anybody teach this stuff? But I remember when I stepped off that. I stepped off into that void mm-hmm. and experienced another level of just expansion of orgasm. And it's like, wow, what people don't even know what's possible with orgasm. You know, they think becoming multi-orgasmic is it, or, you know, having incredible stamina is it or whatever. And there's just so many ways to come and so many kinds of orgasms that that could be a really fun show for us to talk about too. Just going over, you know, the different ways you come, because if you don't know what's possible, you can never get there. You need a map to the territory. So that's what I like to do. I like to bring the map to the territory. And then you're like, ah, I'm doing that. Like as soon as you hear, as soon as you hear, you can do it. You're, you can do it. You know, all you need is someone to tell you it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've had that happen one time, just, you know, learn about something. And then that night it's like, wow, didn't, didn't even know that was, that was a thing. And yeah, it's, it's like you said, you just need that, that map, that, that encouragement and anybody can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that might be fun too. So whatever, yeah, I'm too. happy to come talk to you beautiful people anytime. Oh, it's amazing. my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> and where can people find you, Susan? Where's the best way to yep. connect with you? My main website is personallifemedia.com and I've written thousands of articles on everything about sex there and it's searchable. I also have a video website with hundreds of videos about sex techniques at betterlover.com. My personal posts with just, you know, crazy pictures of my life and all the stuff I do. Uh, that's at Instagram at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N. And then, of course, the things we've talked about on this show include dirtytalkbook.com, sexualsoulmatepact.com, soulmateembrace.com, and sexualsoulmatesbook.com. Com. I think that's all the stuff we talked about. If oh, I forgot amazing. any, I apologize. We'll make sure we link everything that we've talked about in the show notes so people Great. can find it easily. Perfect. It's been such a pleasure to it talk really with you. Mm-hmm. And so it's so nice to be able to like have these kind of conversations with somebody who really understands the world of sex so deeply. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming. My pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review and share it with the people that you care about because we can all use a little more love in our lives. Until next time.